Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. He has a way of doing things which at times is not conventional to us. In other words, the way he does it might not conform to your expectation, but it will beat that expectation. But when you put him in front and say, it is your way, then he will make way for you. And that's how we're going to say a few prayer points this uh, morning. Is it morning? Yeah, this morning before we sit down. Number one, you say, Father, Father make way for me. Whatever be the situation in your home, in your place of work, financially, whatever you lay your hands on to, open your mouth and pray and say, Lord, make way for me. Make way for me. If you don't make way for me, there's no way forward. If you don't intervene, I'm not going anywhere. Make way for me, O Lord. 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 In the name of Jesus. Make way for me, O Lord. Make way for me, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Concerning that job, make way for me. Concerning my life partner, make way for me. Concerning my visa, make way for me. Lord, make way for me. Open your mouth and pray this this morning. Because the Lord is here to answer somebody. Make way for me, O Lord. Make way for me where there is no way. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. You say, Father, open doors unto me. In the name of Jesus, open doors unto me. Open doors unto me. Open doors unto me. In the name of Jesus, open doors unto me, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Doors of favor, open them unto me. Doors of promotion, open them unto me. Doors of gainful employment, Open unto me, O Lord. Open doors unto me, Father. I don't want to remain the same. I cannot afford to remain the same. Doors that would take me to my place of glory. Open them unto me, O Lord. Doors of divine provision. Father, open doors unto me. Open doors unto me, O Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. You say, Father, take me beyond limitations. In the name of Jesus. Take me beyond limitations. Take me beyond limitations, O Lord. What is impossible for others, make them possible for me. What is impossible for others, do for me, O Lord. Take me beyond limitations. In the name of Jesus, take me beyond limitations. In the name of Jesus, take me beyond limitations, O Lord. In Jesus' name, we are praying. You say, Father, Take me beyond the ability of the enemy. Another way to pray that prayer is take me beyond the reach of the enemy. Do, do we understand? Brethren, everything the devil can do has a limitation. There is only one that supersedes his ability, and that is Jesus Christ. So say, Father, take me beyond the ability or the reach of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, take me beyond that ability. Take me beyond the ability of the enemy. Take me beyond the reach of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. 
Yes, Lord, you will have mercy. You will have mercy. You will have mercy. Take me beyond the ability of the enemy. Take me beyond the reach of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Take me beyond the ability of the enemy. Take me beyond the reach of the enemy. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. You see, the prayer plan we have just prayed and the one that I'm, the one I'm going to uh, say next is because of something the Lord showed me. The Lord showed me a young lady. The young lady was being pursued. And she was running. She was ahead of those that were pursuing her. And then she got to a point is that she jumped to a, through a wall trying to evade those that were pursuing her. Lo and behold, she truly jumped through that wall. But the man whose hand she jumped to told her unless she sleeps with him, he will expose her to those who are pursuing her. And right in that revelation that God showed me, she slept with that man. So, I'm not just cooking up prayer points. I'm, the prayer points are because of what I saw. And that's why this next prayer point is very important. Maybe we should repeat the first, that one again. I say, Father, take me beyond the reach of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Take me beyond the reach of the enemy. Take me beyond the reach of the enemy. Take me beyond the reach of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Now, that man threatened her that unless he had sex with her, he was going to release her to those that were chasing her. So, both those that were chasing her, and the man that was supposed to help her became what? They became their enemies. And unfortunately, in what I saw, she was powerless. She slept with that man. But we are going to pray. I don't know your situation. You may be a man. You may be a woman. I don't know what applies to you from what I've just said. And that's why the prayer point is, is coined the way it is. You say, Father, Father deliver, me deliver me from the power, from the power of, sexual of sexual sin. Open your mouth and pray. It may be completely different for you, but whatever it is, Father, deliver me from the power of sexual sin. In the name of, in Jesus' name, we are afraid. You know, some of us might say, that does not apply to me. Either because you say you are married or whatever. But I'm going to give you a scenario. A woman was raped. And she became pregnant. And unlike many of us, she chose not to abort that child because that is the will of God. You don't abort a pregnancy because, I mean, medical people can say whatever they want. Nobody owns life. And so she gives that to the child. By virtue of the way that child was born, there are some spiritual implications that must be broken. Otherwise, there will be a recurring decimals in the life of that child. Now, is it the child's fault? No. Is the child in any way guilty? No. But he has inherited some things that have to be dealt with. So when I say, deliver me from the power of sexual sin, don't be too holy, don't be holier than God. I say, me, I, that one does not affect me. Me, I will not pray. Nobody knows your story. Nobody knows your background. You better pray. And some of us don't even know. We think we know ourselves. We don't do what? We don't know ourselves. Until one day your mom calls you and says, my boy, come and sit down. 
Do you know that this man you bear his name is what? It's not your father. Ah, he has trained you through primary, secondary, university. He, I've got a wife for you. Everything. You are 45 years old. And they are now telling you that the man you thought was your father and your mom now tells you the story and say, when I was young, I was raped. Everybody rejected me. But this man took me into his home, took care of me, took care of you. All your other younger ones, they are his children. But it's not your father. It's not that the man has done anything wrong. It's then you begin to realize why some things are happening in your life. The man is 45 years old. He never knew. Does that happen or not? Pray that prayer as if you mean it. Of course, I'm just looking at situations where we don't know. Many of us know what I'm talking about. You know how many ladies who slept before you got married? Sexual sins. Some of us have slept with mommy water. It's by the grace of God that we are alive. Is that not so? So, it, 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 it covers, I don't want to be breaking down this uh, prayer point one by one, but the Lord is talking to someone, if it's just for one person, then it, it's worth it. Because the Lord showed me something. You say, Father, Father deliver me deliver from the power of sexual sin. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Deliver me, O Lord. Deliver me, O Lord. From the power of sexual sin. In the name of Jesus. Deliver me, O Lord. From the power of sexual sin. In the name of Jesus. Deliver me, O Lord, from the power of sexual sin. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Our God is a God of judgment. You are going to say, God of judgment. God of judgment. Judge every enemy of my destiny. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray. You are the God of judgment. Judge today every enemy of my destiny. Every enemy of my destiny. Every enemy of my destiny. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Who is the enemy of your destiny? You just realize that that job that is promised, in fact, the, the man have come and said, come and resume work when? Tomorrow. You get there tomorrow and they say, oh, we are sorry. That was not what we meant. Or nobody sent him to call you. It's because as an enemy of your destiny that is fighting against God's plan for you. I've, I mean, I've, I've said this before. They are attending to everybody. It gets to your own situation. And they say, oh, so we are sorry. We are finished. And then you turn away. And what happens? The next person, they attend to that person. There's, God needs to arise and do what? And judge. When he begins to judge, whichever way he chooses to judge, leave it with God. <laughs> but when God judges, you may have to come and say, God, have mercy. You may not even know that it's because of you, you are, that you are the one that God is what? Fighting for. Pray that prayer again and say, God of judgment. Judge every enemy of my destiny. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every enemy of my destiny. Father, judge. Lord, arise and judge. Ask 
Arise and judge every enemy of my destiny. In the name of Jesus. Ah, Baba, I must fulfill destiny. Mareke Pasotole in Ragabos, Kalyana it Ragabo. I must fulfill destiny. Eprose Kelyan Ragabos, Kalyana it Ragabo. I must fulfill destiny. Maposi Kere Masotole Naria. Oh, yes, George, every name of my destiny. Ebasita Lenda it Ragabo. In Jesus' name we are praying. You know, some of us, they told us, go far from the village. Don't let them know you exist. And that's what has saved some of us. Because they don't know you are still alive. Do you realize that? <laughs> there was a story they shared with us. A man in the village, his children were well educated and all that. In Germany, outside the country. And then one day the man died. His children came together. They were going to bury him on that beneath or a road. That's where the accident occurred. The only one that did not die was the one that was not there. Are we together? They thought they have succeeded. They have, everything was fine. On their way to bury their father, they all died. Only one person was left. The person that was not there with them. I mean, we must not take things for granted. That's, that's the essence of, essence of what I'm saying. You pray that prayer again. I say, God of judgment. God of judgment. Every enemy of my destiny. Begin to judge them right now. 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 Them right now. Ah, Rema Katolia, Mandragabos, Kalyan Ragabo, Eprosoto Lenda Itragabo. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I will fulfill destiny. In fact, not I will. I must fulfill destiny. Open your mouth and pray. I must fulfill destiny. Ah, there must be a difference in my life this year. I must fulfill destiny, Lord. I must fulfill destiny, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I must fulfill destiny. I must fulfill destiny. Ah, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. We say, Father, this year of divine completion, let my glory shine forth. Open your mouth and pray. This year of divine completion, let my glory shine forth. Let my glory shine forth. Let my glory shine forth. Let my glory shine forth, O oh Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Let my glory shine forth. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. I will reach my goal. Hallelujah. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's a very simple song. It's very prophetic. I want to ask someone here today. This is what Sunday? Third Sunday, right? Of 2024. Do you have goals? Will you reach those goals? I am talking for myself. I will reach my goals. 
in the name of Jesus. The devil has no say in it. He will make noise. Because brethren, if the devil does not make noise, he is no longer the devil. So he is still the devil. But I will reach my goal. Tell somebody I will reach my goal. I will reach my goal. Hallelujah. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I will reach my goal. Hallelujah. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Ah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Eh. Oh. I will raise my gold, hallelujah, amen, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, amen. I will raise my gold, amen, in the name of Jesus, You will reach your goal, hallelujah, amen, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Tell somebody, you will reach your goal, hallelujah, amen, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. I say you will reach your goal, hallelujah, amen, in the name of Jesus. We are still going to sing that song. You are still going to tell somebody you will reach your goal. You know, they say a rich man in the midst of poor people is what? It's a poor man. So if I reach my goal, and you reach your goal, and you reach your goal, and you reach your goal, then nobody will be, what's the word? Nobody will be left out. Nobody will be disenfranchised. Is that not so? Then we can have what I call testimony service. When you share your own, they say, ah, that's the greatest. But it's because they've not had my own. Is somebody with me? You will reach your goal, hallelujah, amen, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, amen. I, you will reach your goal, hallelujah, amen, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, you will be 
Alléluia. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Alléluia. Amen. I feel like continuing to sing. <laughs> we are going to go into the word. Father, we thank you. We lift your name on I. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. You have heard our prayers. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You have spoken unto us. And we receive it in the name of Jesus. Establish your word. Glorify your name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have our seats. We are welcome in Jesus' name. Very briefly, we have been looking at the topic we call, Lord, do what? Ah, only three people remember. What's the topic we have been discussing? Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. And we've been looking at it in sequence. Looked at the fact that in Luke chapter 11 verse 1, it was when he finished praying that they came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. So they saw an example in him. Jesus was a man that prayed. And because he, he didn't just pray. He prayed and there were results. And I know somebody here is praying. And as you continue to pray, there will be results. Yeah. I know some people are going through with us on these 15 days prayer and fasting. Before the end of the 50 days, you have a glorious testimony. Yeah. On the first Sunday in March, you know, I mean, God loves this church. The first Sunday in March is always our anniversary. When we come together for the service of the first Sunday in March, ah, the testimonies will be glorious. Yeah. Yours will not be found wanting in Jesus' name. So we started saying, Jesus taught about so many, he taught in so many different places. He taught in the house. He taught on the road. Then we said he taught about so many things. And we've been highlighting the things he taught about. We are going somewhere. Tell somebody we are going somewhere. Luke chapter 11 verse 1. And it came to pass. And as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And one of the things he taught about as a teacher was he taught about love. He taught about what? John chapter 3 verse 16. We know that passage very well. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God demonstrated love to us by saying love is not just in what you say, but in what? What you do. What you do. What you do. That's very important. In John chapter 13, from verse 34 to 35, we see Jesus talking to his disciples. John 13, 34 to 35. He said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. You know, that's why after we are singing, I will reach my goal. We started telling our neighbors, you will do what? You will reach your goal. Because tell somebody, I am not selfish. He said, we should love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one, I mean, have love one for another. And he said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. So your demonstration of being a disciple of Jesus 
is the love you show to others. And we are talking about love, we are not talking, we are not talking about lust. We are not talking about that desire. I mean, you see a young lady and all you want is you want to sleep with the lady. That's not what we are talking about. We are talking about love. Love that is what? Sacrificial. The type of love that God gave. The type of love that is, that is expected between husband and wife. That's why the Bible says husbands do what? Love your wives. As what? As Christ loved the church. And he did what? And gave his life for the church. It's sacrificial. It is a sacrifice. As far as the desire of God is concerned, his desire is not that you get to a point and say, eh, because she did this, she did this, she did this, and I'm not marrying her again. Or the other way around. Because he did this, he did this, he did that. I am what? I'm not, I'm not marrying that man again. Oh, he's a monster. Oh, she's a three-headed dragon. And we begin to give names. Jesus Christ said, husbands, do what? Love your wives. As Christ loved the church. And did what? Gave his life. Gave his life. Very important. He died for the, for the church. That is love. Tell somebody that is love. That's very important. So Jesus taught about love, but he didn't just talk about love. He acted it. He lived it out. His death on the cross was a demonstration of his love. We must never forget that. Jesus died to demonstrate his love. Jesus died to prove his love. Luke chapter 10 verse 27. Luke 10 27. Said, and, he answered, and he answered said, that's when somebody came to him and said, which is the greatest commandment? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. Now look at how he says you should love the Lord. With all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind. After you've done that, now love your neighbor as yourself. I've said this here before. When you love God with all those things, your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, what is left? No, it's nothing left. But what happens is that with that, it becomes easy for you to love others. Because the love in you is the love of? It's the love of God. It's the love of God. With that, people that come around you and want to deceive you, who will expose them? It's God himself that will expose them. It's God that will expose them. The Jews shared uh, the story of a young man came in from, uh, I think he came from Cameroon and went to a camp. And was saying at the camp, he said was a, uh, he wanted to know the Lord. He was a man of God. He was studying and all that. And they took him. They, 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 they embraced him. He was going in and out with them at the camp. And then one day the Lord spoke to him. I said, that guy that you think is a brother is a spy. Is a spy. That was the information that there was no way any man could have known. So he called the man into his office and said, what is this? This so and so and so the Lord told me. The man was surprised. You know, that's one of the things we, we, we take God for granted. There's nothing God, whatever God does not reveal, it's because what? He does not want to reveal. Not because he cannot. 
And the instruction that was given concerning the man is where? <laughs> the corollary is the case of Ananias and Sapphira. Say, but you will not die here. So the man left the office of the GO, and in Abu, I mean, <laughs> within a few days, he was dead. Not because he just died himself. I think they said there was a coup, and he was arrested, and they killed him. That was it. Tell somebody, don't toy with my God. He's a God of love. He gives us the enablement and the ability to love. Without God, the reason many of us cannot love is what is what's the reason? What's the reason? God is not in our heart. That's the truth. Do you know the reason many of our wives disrespect us? I'm not talking to men. Do you know the reason many of our wives disrespect us? Somebody is in the spirit. Ma, what did you say? The reason many of our wives disrespect us because they see that we don't honor God. If the love of God is not in your heart, and you now say, the Bible says, uh, wives, what's that word verse again? The one that men love. <laughs> wives, submit to your husband. I'm your, I'm your husband, you must submit to me. Foolish woman. She doesn't submit. Pastor, look at this woman. She doesn't submit. The question is, do you love God? Are you submitted unto God? Because, you know, at times, you don't need to say anything. God knows how he will whip that woman to shape immediately. That's the truth. You know what it means for God to fight for you? You know what it means? <laughs> if you allow God to fight for you, you can never lose a battle. Including the one at home. I know our women, they, if you want to compete with them in talking, before the uh, commission starts, you have lost. That's the truth. But if you love God, if the love of God is in your heart, you don't need to say anything. He knows how to bring it about. So my question for our brother, our men today is, do you what? Do you love God? Because if you love God, many things will be easy. That's the truth. There are many things we want our wives to do. They will argue with you. They will stand on their right. They will do this. I mean, because they've seen so many things. Is that not so? Some men are uh, uh, original 419. Yes, some men are true. What's another name for 419? Scammers, frosters. Husband, no. The husband is scamming his wife. So the women are on edge because of that. But if she sees that this, my husband, is what? Is truly a child of God. He honors God, he respects God, and he obeys God. What will happen? And if you are a fake man of God, what many of us men don't know is that our wives are more spiritual than us. God will expose you to her. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So Jesus taught about love. The next thing that he taught about is life. About what? In John chapter 10 verse 10, he said, The thief cometh not over to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, I am come that they might have life. And have it how? more. That's the type of life he desires for you. 
That's why he sacrificed his life on the cross. To give you life that is more abundant. But you see, the fact that he has promised it, does not mean the devil will look at it and say, ah, you know what? God has promised abundant life and let's just leave him. Let's just. Is that how the devil operates? He's a noise maker. But if you dance to his noise, or you play ping pong with you. You know ping pong, right? You throw it one, throw it to the other. That's what he will do. You've got to take your stand and know your authority. And be able to speak the word. To do what? What do you mean by speak, speaking the word? The scripture must be in your heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may do what? That's very important. He came to give you life. In Matthew 6, 33, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He said, Take therefore no thought for, for tomorrow. For the morrow shall take thought of things for himself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Let God be your guide. Let him set the direction. He came to give you life, not ordinary life, life more abundantly. I want to assure someone here today, you think you are at the end of the world. There will be a tomorrow. Amen. Not only will there be a tomorrow, the heavens you thought are falling today, you wake up tomorrow, what happens? They are still there. They are still there. Just relax and let God guide you. Amen. Many times, we, you know why God does not reveal things to some of us? Because if he does, what will happen? You will destroy it at the foundation. So, he takes it one step at a time. The revelation you need, he gives unto you. And when you take the right step, he reveals more unto you and he guides you. You need that guidance. Jesus taught about life. Your life should not, I mean, be, be, be consumed in anxiety. What would they say? What would they do? Brethren, you have only one life. Tell someone you have only one life. Don't waste it on things that don't matter. That's very important. What will they do? What will they say? What will they think? What's your business with them? Take care of yourself. The journey we are running is a journey between you and who? You and God. You and God. Many of us are here today that five years ago, we didn't know we could be here. Is that not so? And you know, there's this thing about, they said taking, what do they call it? Uh, they said opportunity, something about opportunity. How do they say it? You know, Canada is now thinking of changing the law about all these student visa. And some people that maybe should be in Canada today who were saying, I will come in two years' time. When two years' time comes, Canada has stopped admitting students because they're having housing crisis. And they say, oh, I should have gone three years ago. You will not live a life of regret in Jesus' name. Amen. What am I saying? You are here. Face what you are doing. Let God guide you into it. Jesus taught about life. He said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And that applies to every aspect of your life. You should enjoy your marriage. I thought somebody would say amen to that. Amen. You should enjoy your home. Amen. You should enjoy your work. You should enjoy your finances. Amen. You should enjoy your children. Amen. Remember I said one thing. The devil will challenge it, but learn to put him where he belongs. 
Learn to tell him, get deep behind me, who? Satan. And because you have the word of authority, he will disappear from you. Because he knows you know where you are going. Jesus taught about life. And the final thing I'm going to talk about today, he taught about the end of the world. He taught about what? The end of the world. In Matthew 25, from verse 31 to 46, I'm not going to read it. Matthew 25, verse 31 to 46. He said, when the Son of Man will come in his glory, all his angels with him, he will sit upon his throne. Nations shall be gathered unto him. He will separate the sheep and the goats. He will separate what? He will say unto those who are on the left, who are the goats, he will tell them, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I was sick, you did not visit me. I was hungry, you did not feed me. I was in prison, you did not visit me. But we have never met you before. But you didn't do it to any of these, my brethren. Remember we talked about love? If you don't love your brethren, you cannot say you love Jesus. Tell somebody beside you, say, if you don't love your brethren, you cannot say you love Jesus. Uh, some of us are very selfish. Extremely, very powerfully selfish. Our theme is me, myself, and that is all. Remember that woman that said it is my son's rope and she cut it and she fell back into hell. She died and went to hell. Her son was in heaven and went to Abraham according to the story. <laughs> I said, that's my mother. She should not be in hell. Let her come. And they, and they said, ah, you, even if we give her opportunity to come, she will not do what? I said, ah, give her a try. So okay, you what? So they let her a rope into hell and said she should be doing what? She should take that rope and be climbing. And she took the rope and she was climbing, 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 trying to get out of hell. And as soon as she was about getting to the top, she looked back and saw that others were following her. I said, what? This is my son's rope. How dare you be climbing on? So what did she do? She cut the rope. As soon as she cut the rope, what happened? All of them fell back into hell. I said, did I not tell you? If given the opportunity, she will not come out. That's what selfishness does. Testimony, don't be selfish. It's very important. So he said, I was in the world. You did not cater for me. Because you didn't cater for your brethren. We, we announced last week that we were creating an employment bureau. And I've seen some things our brother has been sending across. Some of us will see an opening a place of God. Say, ah, this one, these are these church members. If they come now, this and this. And they will refuse to let us know. Then one day they will just sack you. They won't even think twice. Pastor, I didn't do anything. In fact, the, the brother that has three queries, they didn't sack him. In fact, these people are racist. They are not racist. They are not racist. It's, it's, it is the water you poured ahead that you are threatening, that's making you to walk on that wet ground. If you had advocated for your brother or your sister from church to get that job, maybe that boss, yes, he will, he will go ahead of you. He will become the boss. But you are guaranteed that you will never be sacked. Do you understand? Everybody has a destination. 
His own destination might be that he will be in that place of work just for the next 20 years. Your own might be that you work there for just five years. And then you go and establish your company. And then when you need contract, where do you go? When you call and say, ah, bro, you, if I cannot do it for another person, I'll do what? But when you close the door on him, right from the beginning, you destroy what lies ahead of you and what could have been for that brother. I pray for someone here today. God will make way for you. Amen. He taught about the end of the world. He said he would say unto the, those on the left, those are the goats, depart from me. I know you not, ye workers of iniquity. Those on the right, he called them sheep. Say, welcome into the joy of your father. Enter into that place prepared for you from the foundations of the world. My question for you today as we round up is, are you a goat? Or you are a sheep? You know, people of this world, they are very funny. Those uh, sport athletes, what do they call themselves now? They say they are goats. They, they, they couldn't look for anything that makes sense. But to call themselves goats. The devil knows how to hook them. Because all those people that call themselves goats, they're actually on their way to perdition. <laughs> it's true. They're not born again. They've not given their lives to Christ. And the world say they are goats. And they say they to their word, they are goats. Tell somebody I'm not a goat. <laughs> That's the word of God. The end of the world will be characterized by two things. Number one, reward. Number two, judgment. Two things. What are they? Reward and judgment. And they are related. You tell some people what is wrong that they are doing, they will say, don't do what? Don't judge me. I'm sure there are some of us here today that have made that statement, don't judge me. <laughs> yeah. The person that is pointing out your error to you is, the person, is because the person loves you. But the question is, do you love yourself? Please, can you ask your neighbor, do you love yourself? Do you love yourself? It's enough to be saying, does somebody love you? You don't even love yourself. The person that loves you, that is pointing out the truth to you, becomes your enemy. Don't mind them. They are very judgmental. They judge people. <laughs> Whatever the Bible says, don't do. I will say, don't do it. Whatever the Bible says, do. I will say what? Do it. And if you come to me, and you want me to, 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 to what's the word? To, to, to cajole, that's the word. To forward out that person. And say it does not matter. Is that what you want to wear? Don't come to me. Because there's a, there's a difference between light and darkness. When judgment comes, is that you get a reward? Or rather, when the end comes, is that you get a reward or you are judged? In John chapter 3, verse 17 to 18, the Bible says, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. He that believeth not is what? What is that? Judgment. Do you believe on him? Is Jesus your Lord and personal Savior? You know that song we sang at the beginning? I put you in front. In front of my melody. You are all that matters. All. Not 50-50, uh, not 90-10. If he is all that matters in your life, your future is secured. 
If he is all that matters in your life, your future is glorious. If he is all that matters in your life, we pray about judgment. He will begin to judge everyone that is against your destiny. You won't even know what he's doing. But he'll be fighting for you. If he is all that matters, he will ensure that wherever you go, you know, there are three angels that will follow you. What are those? Is it three or two? Two angels. What are their names? Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. How often? All the days of my life. If angel goodness and mercy follows you, the devil is in trouble. He knows that. And because you know that goodness and mercy is with you, when the devil tries to say, Satan, don't try me. Because if you try me, you will do what? You will regret it. We are not called to live a life of fear, brethren. That's why you don't be afraid. You need to stand up like someone that knows his father. There's a song we sing in the original language. That says, my father owns the land. I will do what? I will, ah, this is my sister, you are in the spirit too. <laughs> my father owns the land. I will walk majestically. Now, not only will I walk majestically to his face, and if, he do, if he's not careful, I will step upon his, on his head. Is that not so? That's why we sing another song that says, I went to the enemy's camp. I took back what he stole from me. So where is he? He's under my feet. That is the song of somebody that knows his authority. Those are the things that Jesus taught us. The Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Of power, of love, of a sound mind. I know these days before you talk too much, they will say, they have, what do they call that thing? Uh, there's this sickness now that they talk about. What is it? Somebody tell me. No, it's not outside. No, it's not outside. Ma, it's not corona. Something, something to do with your thought system that they will say the person is a Men, mental health. That's what I'm looking for. Before you talk now, they will say it's mental health. You, you don't have a mental health problem. <laughs> Test one day, I don't have mental health problem. It's not your portion in Jesus' name. There's no mental health problem anywhere. The devil is a liar. They will go and be pumping uh, uh, all those useless things into the person. What do they call those things? Uh, 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 the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the drugs in the, in the same class with cocaine, what do they call them? <laughs> Narcotics. Yes. Uh, you know there are some, some things they are prescribed though. They are just mood, mood change things. Somebody here will stand. Somebody here will succeed. Amen. Where others have failed, you will excel. Amen. You will have a new song. Amen. You will sing a new song. Amen. This year, you will excel. Amen. As you told in the line that Jesus has established, <laughs> your future is bright. Amen. Whatever the devil says, it does not matter. Your future is glorious. Amen. There's a new song you are going to begin to sing. And that song is a song that the Lord himself has given unto you. You will not lose it in Jesus' name. Amen. That man that was born blind said, either this man you call him is Messiah or not, I don't know. But one thing I know, once I was blind, but now I see.
Let's bow down our heads. Let's bow down our heads. Let's bow down our heads. What's that new song the Lord is giving unto you? What's your new song? He taught about law. He taught about life. He taught about the end of the world. He taught about judgment. We are on a journey. There's a destination. There is despair all around. There's defeat all around. But you can take a stand and say, the word of the Lord to me is, fear not. Fear not, I am with you. Fear not, I am your God. The Lord is saying, you cannot fall, you cannot fail. So long as you make him your source. Talk to him this morning or this afternoon. Touch him. And let his name be glorified in your life. Are you here? You have not given your life to Jesus. He taught his disciples. He taught his people. He can only teach you if you are born again. Are you here? You are saying, Lord Jesus, I'm giving my life to you. You want to raise up your hand where you are. Or maybe you are following us online. You want a difference in your life. Oh, if you've not given your life to him, that's where you will start. That's your starting point. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. We'll live to name on I. Be glorified in Jesus' name. As many as are crying unto you this afternoon and saying, Lord, have mercy upon me. Father, have mercy upon your children in the name of Jesus. Whatever the enemy has taken from this one, let there be a divine restoration in the name of Jesus. Father, let your name be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.